to what I believe is the seventh episode of The Mindful Activist. I'm the host of this podcast, and we're broadcasting live on Facebook and on YouTube. Um, so I'm Matt Reddy. I am the founder of the Global Consensus Project, the creator of the HiveOne.net uh, activist uh, platform, social media platform. Uh, what else? And I am also an elected uh, politician. I'm a hospital commissioner here in East Jefferson County, Washington. Um, so uh, today I am very happy to have a good friend of mine, uh, Jale. I I've never said your last name. What's your Alma E. Alma E. Yes. So um, a good friend of mine who I never call by her last name. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, so before I ask you to introduce yourself, I was going to introduce you in a, a way I've never introduced a guest before, which is with a little video introduction, which they can, they'll see a little bit of on our giant screen here. Um, so this is, uh, this is a little video from the day I met Jale, which was uh, several years ago back in during the Occupy movement, and let's see how all well this works. You know, I'm have to like, I'm not sure it's fair of them to really be showing it, but but if you can see this, this is no. <laughs> it doesn't look like they can see it very well. 
<laughs> but uh, we have Jalet in a police outfit, and you'll at least get to hear some of it. Are you kidding me? I got no kids at home. I'm going to have to find more child care. That sucks. How's your shoulders? My shoulder is killing me. Well, when we uh, take him down, let me do the heavy lifting just back me up. All right, I'll go with Sean. Take him down. When we edit this together, we're going to like... <laughs> <laughs> we'll show it. Oh! All right, so when this is spliced together, it will actually show the video on the screen. You'll be able to see it well. But this is a, uh, a performance of, or a, a performance, the word, of the Poetic Justice Theater Ensemble, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, you, you were a participant that day in that performance. Mm -hmm. And we'll come back to that. Um, and so I did, that was when I first noticed Jale existed in this universe. <laughs> but then, after that, Oh, it's sort of a shame this video doesn't show up. Maybe I'll just show the pictures. So, no, that doesn't, they don't really see that here. But there's a big, if you could see this, there is a big tent in front of Bank of America and a bunch of people here outside protesting. That was protesting. actually a really great action. It, w it yeah. was. It was. Yeah, was for a, those who don't know Port Townsend, it's a pretty small town on the Olympic Peninsula, and there was a really big turnout to basically occupy Bank of America, and the Poetic Justice Theater Ensemble, which I'm a member and trainer of, um, a program of the Mandala Center for Change, which I'm the co-director, we showed up to do a public performance um, as known as a forum theater project, which essentially invite, invited people on the street who were watching to come step in and replace the character they saw struggling. And the little play that we did, which was just about five minutes long, was essentially a play about police brutality. Some protesters peacefully singing and linked arm, and these two police officers, myself being one of them, um, kind of going overboard, quickly resorting to violence and arrest, specifically of the man of color who was there even though all the other people were white. He was doing no different than anyone else. Um, you know, even as I'm talking about it, this was a couple of years ago, yeah. but it feels like even more relevant now um, than before. Not that the number of especially black men, but black people in general, has not, you know, the number of black people who are incarcerated and the level of police brutality that they are met with on a day-to-day -day basis has been happening for a long, long time, but now mainstream media has caught on and amplified the awareness, um, which is different now than it was even just a few years ago when we did this action. Yeah. Um, so I was really... Um, proud and honored to meet you because you were one of the key organizers mm. in that event and so it was sort of the first uh, union of grassroots organizers meeting and I consider myself a theater activist mm. and so that was my world kind of colliding with yours you had been doing a lot of work with the Occupy movement here locally so it was a really nice exchange and a great turnout for a small town. I mean, I don't, do you remember the numbers? I felt like there was well over a hundred people there. Probably. I mean, yeah. through the course of the four hours and, right. um, yeah, it was, it was very surprising to me. Um, 
and it was it was sort of a magical moment because um, we after your uh, the performance um, there was we had we did this march and um, there's I was going to show that video but since it's not coming through I'll splice it in but we marched with this giant tent and um, with uh, bagpipes and drums and uh, I think the whole Poetic Justice Theater ensemble joined and uh, we marched through the main street of, of Port Townsend and through a, a bank drive through and brought it back to Bank of America and put the giant tent right in front of the front door and then there's uh, then people went and laid down the drive through and mm -hmm. but during the march which was like really one of the most inspirational like mm -hmm. moments of my life just wow. like carrying I mean we didn't know what was going to happen we didn't know if we'd even get if it'd be like three of us marching into the streets you know <laughs> it turned out to be a huge crowd but so I'm carrying the tent and I like have my phone out and I'm taking pictures and I turn around and I took that picture <laughs> <laughs> and this like flipping through my pictures afterwards and I'm like I would like a copy of this picture for those of you who can't see it yeah. um, it's me in a faux police uniform with a very <laughs> smug grin on my face yes I chose to keep the police uniform on because I felt kind of like a badass you know I'm exercising my power there I had uh, my teenagers faux leather jacket on <laughs> and as a theater artist we had the police hats and um, yeah, I liked actually messing with people's <laughs> perception that maybe there was a cop in the mass that was part of the action. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. mean, it was kind of pushing the edge just a little bit and I loved that. Yeah. I loved it. I loved the idea that people could... I, I Yes, I might have been misrepresenting, but not really because I wasn't acting like a cop, I was just walking yeah. with the hat and the coat on. So yeah. no official anything, but it no, was great. I don't, I don't think you actually broke the law impersonating an officer. I did not, but, <laughs> but visually, you know, if a passerby was walking and they saw me, I think they would, without really looking closely, it did look like there was a police officer moving with the action and holding a sign and chanting and like really participating and even just the idea of you know what that might imply to others was enough for me to yeah keep it up yeah 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 it was uh it was quite a day and and that was the day that i met chalet although um you know it wasn't until it's sort of like i sort of got to know some of your work um i saw you i've seen you perform or interact many times with the Poetic Justice Theater Ensemble, mm -hmm. which uh, does these incredible, cutting-edge activist theater, interactive mm -hmm. activist theater events, um, and which is often giving uh, audience members opportunities to become part of these scenes, which are often basically, I mean, the group tries to come up with the most intense, you know, relevant, controversial type of scenes and subject matter that we could, as a society, possibly be wrestling with and uh, challenges the audience to come and interact. And I've seen you be a part of it. I've seen you uh, get up and participate and I've, uh, I've facilitated groups uh, with you and helped with um, a process. So uh, one of the most 
impressive people I know. <laughs> I'm very humbled. So, um, and so is there, before we get into some other subjects or deeper into these subjects, is there anything else you'd like to say about introducing yourself to the audience? Sure. So, um, first of all, thank you for inviting me into this conversation and participating in this very multimedia way. It's really cool. It's, this feels like technology at its best, you know, to create forums for exchange and dialogue. And um, that's really at the center of all my work. So is connection and exchange and uh, sharing stories and the power of narrative, especially as it relates to um, social movements. So I could talk more about that in a moment, but in, by way of introduction, I would say um, my name is Jale and I'm an Iranian-American Jewish woman who is a theater activist and a mother and a co the co-director with my partner Mark Weinblatt of the Mandala Center for Change. Our, one of our programs includes the Poetic Justice Theater Ensemble, which you've been referring to, which is unique in its ability to do what's called applied theater. And our techniques focus specifically on theater of the oppressed and playback theater, which are under the umbrella of applied theater but operate very differently where theater of the oppressed is very focused on solutions, solution-oriented um, in its most popular format, which is forum theater, which is what we've been referring to here with this action, um, and playback theater, which is way more focused on building community through the sharing of stories and seeing those stories reflected and growing and connecting through the reflection of personal stories, not specifically focused on moving towards solutions. And what makes us unique in this work is that we combine them, which is not happening in any significant way that I know of. This, these bodies of work are practiced around the world. Um, and in fact, Mark and I are um, teachers and facilitators to train others to do this. Mark especially is uh, world-renowned in training in theater of the oppressed and we host an annual training here in port townsend now 24 years strong so a number of international community come here to train in, in those in that methodology specifically and we've started to tack on like a day-long intro to playback because i which i i lead and teach i come from a, a playback theater practitioner trainer background ritual theater artist um yeah, so that's a little bit about that world. I have two teenage sons, stepsons, 15 and 17, and one of my own, Darius, who's three, and they are profound teachers and are uh, profound motivators in all of my work as an activist. Um, so when I lose sight, I just kind of come back to my kids and all the kids that they're connected to to say, okay, now I remember why I'm doing this and what it's all for. So I don't just um, say I'm a mom flippantly. It's not like I'm a mom and I'm really proud of that or I'm a mom and I'm you know, stressed out and frazzled. Those definitely come with the territory, but it's actually parenting conscious children 
who have a social consciousness, especially young men, but women too. Um, and so far, I mean, who knows who these children will become, you know. Um, yeah, having them be good allies and strong advocates to work as an ally to marginalized populations and have a sense of the world outside of their own little American bubble. These are, these are important things to me and it, they, are, they are a guide and a Geiger counter for me in terms of my personal, personal work and my work in the world. So that's a big piece. Yeah. Yeah. This is where I'm like, oh, you, you opened a couple like interesting threads. Yes. And now I have to choose which, choose one, which to, one to chase down. Yes. Um, and let me just say props to anyone out there who is a parent <laughs> and props to all the aunties and uncles and grandparents because I do believe it takes a village. So I see us all in the picture just naming my own piece in, it, in that introduction. Okay, which thread? Well, okay, let's go with the youth. Uh, the youth, young people, Let's do power it. thread, because um, that really uh, that really resonates with me. Um, I feel like since um, I don't know. I mean, this is just my impression of the way our our country has sort of been since the '60s. But it seems like during the '60s, uh, at least college age youth. Um, college-age young people were more uh, engaged in, the, I mean, the massive activism that was going on around the Vietnam War, and I feel like um, that something has really changed in our country in about the level of engagement of of youth and high school and college age. I mean, I mean, there's massive disengagement of all demographics, but it seems like when you were talking about how important it was to you that your children um, are, uh, I don't know how you said it. They're engaged yeah. in the world around them. Yeah, and allies. Yeah. That was what really drew me, because like, I feel like, I feel like uh, the youth of our country are so incredibly powerful, mm -hmm. if they knew, how, they just don't know how powerful they are, mm -hmm. you know? It's like, um, and, and so I like I I really appreciate the work you and Mark do in sort of really engaging uh, youth and mm -hmm. young people. I mean, you just did a uh, a big um, youth empowerment project, yeah, big youth empowerment with project. Le using legislative theater, mm -hmm. which is a different type than what I was talking about before. <laughs> fourth type of, of fourth, <laughs> yeah, we do. It's all in the vein of applied theater. Legislative yeah. theater would fall in the umbrella of theater of the oppressed, and it's with youth specifically. It was, um, it's, it's policy making, legislation, legislative theater. It essentially invites into the audience the decision makers, the policy makers in that community related to the topic that's being explored to witness and engage in different ways um, so that at the end of the evening, there is actually a voting that takes happen with the audience members to generate proposals and vote on proposals to actually make a change with the topic being explored. In that instance, the Youth Empowerment Project was specifically exploring schools um, and the education system, which we could probably spend the whole time talking about the failure of 
schools in this country um, and the disservice it does to our young people. Um, and so that was a really powerful and potent time. Mark and I are also very active in the community. Um, he is a teacher at Jefferson Community School. We've set up rites of passage programs for both of the older boys. Um, a lot of mentoring, you know, just really trying to keep the pulse on what's needed and what's missing and how we can help fill the gap based on our um, time, willingness, and skill to share and offer. Although I did want to respond to what you were saying because to me there were two things that was that were coming up to me. One was, it's kind of like where do you put your attention? So one thing I've become profoundly aware of is just the children who are being born now. Um, it's, it is a next level of who's coming in. And this isn't like the full mainstream picture. This is like a percentage, a portion of children who are coming in with these amazing capacities for compassion, for empathy, for learning, for knowledge, for this like deep inherent wisdom that they're just being born into the world with. And sure, one might argue, ah, all kids are that way, but I'm talking about like, next level and people put words to this these kinds of kids and i don't know about all of the rhetoric some of it kind of tips on the new agey side which i get a little wary of but do you not want to mention those words well i don't even know some of them i mean i've heard titles like i'm trying to think of one now um indigo yes, children yes. for example i've heard one of these crystal kids uh. you know this like and i think it's referring to a consciousness mm. so if you're able to ride that new age line with your, um, you know, social justice lens in check to say, you know, where is the truth here? How does that relate to what I'm doing and the work in my community? Um, anyways, I think for me, even just bringing it up for me, what it means is that I'm, I'm working to see that piece in in every young person that I interact with and like investigating like where is that gift and I don't know I'm not specifically a youth worker I wouldn't call myself a youth worker youth activist or anything like that um, but it's like without the children then for me I lose a, a huge driving force and center point in the work that I'm doing like that's who it's for. I'm trying to create a better world for the next generation. Hmm. In indigenous wisdom, you're looking seven generations out, right? And so, yeah. Um, I forget the other thing that came up, but hmm. it's, yeah, there's a lot to be said on how we hold our youth and what more can be done. It just depends on what angle you're coming at it, education system or, yeah. you know.